the Pilot Life Podcast, the show that covers all topics of aviation. My name is Ray Maldonado, professional pilot and instructor. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to become a better pilot. In this show, we do not only motivate and inspire, but give insight to the aviation lifestyle. Let's get started. If you are new, I welcome you guys to the show. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, we're talking about how to prepare for your first flight lesson. I think back to when I started flying, I, honest to God, had no idea how to begin preparing myself for my first flight lesson. I was just so excited at the time to even go fly. I just wanted to be thrown into the airplane and just go. Now, in hindsight, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? I wish that I would have been a little bit more prepared, but that's why I'm here today talking to you guys about my mistakes. I am a very firm believer, learn from other people's mistakes. So if you guys go ahead and pick up some things of what not to do, I highly encourage you to listen to this through and through. Step one, don't be like me <laughs> on my very first flight lesson. Actually, my very first flight lesson happened about 10 years ago on September 15th. My very first flight lesson, I was so excited just to be thrown into the airplane. And that's what I did. I jumped inside, I went up with a flight instructor, and honestly, I I could not stop grinning the whole time. I had a great huge smile, cheek to cheek, and I couldn't stop smiling the whole flight. Now, granted, was I actually flying the airplane and learning? Eh debatable (laughs) i was having a great time in that left seat as the flight instructor flew the airplane but i was just overwhelmed with so much going on and that's why i wanted to make this episode in particular how to prepare for your first flight lesson something to always remember when you're first starting out is everybody started where you are I would even go as far as say at least 75% of all pilots started off in a small general aviation airplane with a single engine. And they all made the exact same mistakes. The best thing you could do is learn from other people's mistakes. When you are in that airplane for the very first time and you realize that this is a rush of information, forget drinking from the fire hose. Think about just putting your face to the fire hydrant and then opening that valve. That's what it's going to feel like. There's going to be a lot of things going on, and a lot of things are going to happen pretty quickly. So if you could go ahead and follow these few steps that I have today, they should make your process of your first flight lesson to go just a little bit more smooth. The first one that I have is connect with your flight instructor. So at this point, you've already signed up for flight school. You have your first lesson, if not multiple lessons, scheduled out. And you're getting to the point where this is very, very real. So you think to yourself, okay, what do I do to prepare myself for my very first flight lesson? Well, there's a couple things to do. One of them is if you can connect with your flight instructor ahead of your lesson. Okay, now I'm not saying you need to go out to dinner with a guy or girl. But what you should definitely do, at least maybe send him a text. When I was flight instructing, my number was always available to potential new students or to, of course, my current students. And that was a great thing that I really liked because I could have people that potentially wanted to fly with me or other guys that were brand new that wanted to fly, start flying. 
And they would just send me a text like, hey, this is my situation. This is where I'm at, you know. And for the instructor, what that does actually is give them an idea how to tailor your first lesson. Maybe you're somebody that comes in with zero time. Or maybe you're another person that has already 20, 30, 40 hours in the airplane. You just had to move around a couple different flight schools. Regardless of the situation, each lesson for the individual will be different and should be tailored by the instructor. That's why I say, if you can, connect with him. Just send him a text and just tell him like, hey, this is my name. We have a flight coming up. I just want to introduce myself, you know, so you could at least skip the awkward introductions when you guys first meet. Number two, get a copy of the checklist. This would go very, very far if you could have a copy of the checklist before you even start your first flight lesson. Each school uses a different checklist, and depending on the checklist is also dependent on the school. So when you talk to your instructor or even when you sign up at the front desk of the flight school, ask them. What checklist do you guys use? Is it a generic one that you can find online anywhere? Or maybe it's a school-specific one. Regardless of the checklist, try to get a copy of it ahead of time. Go through it. You might not be able to understand everything that's on there, and that's okay. It will all be explained within due time. But at least have an idea of what it looks like, where the different areas are, like starting checklist, cruise checklist, you know, before landings. Just have a general idea where that's at. And then when you have questions, write them down. And before your first lesson, get with your flight instructor. Number three, hopefully by now you have a good knowledge of the flight school and how the program works. Because if you go in cold, and what I mean by cold is not have an idea of what the flight school is about, how it works, if it's part 61 or 141, it could lead you into a little bit of trouble. Hopefully you align yourself with a school that has the same goals as you do and the same general idea of where you want to go with your training. There's no better way to complete your training than to have a school that's best aligned with your interests. So just keep that in mind. Number five, have the right equipment. On a previous episode, I made one called Pilot's Flight Gear. And in this one specifically, I explain everything you need, all the equipment you need to start flying. From the headset, flight bags, books, ground school, and much, much more. Go listen to it now to get the full brief to ensure that without a doubt, you have everything you need for your first flight lesson. Number six. If you could find a picture online of what the airplane's cockpit looks like, download it. Get yourself familiarized with it. A great example of this is the Sporties Pilot Shop. Sporties actually sells a cockpit poster of the most common airplane flight trainer out there, the Cessna 172. So if you go onto their site or just Google cockpit poster, I believe theirs was the very first link that comes up. Regardless, I'll go ahead and leave the link in the description. Going back to where I started, if you could get yourself this poster, put it up on your wall, and just start familiarizing yourself with, all right, where's the airspeed indicator? What's a VOR look like? What does the altimeter look like? 
where your gauges, switches, what are the different types of switches, right? If you could at least familiarize yourself with what you're looking at, you'll be a little bit better prepared instead of your instructor coming in and being like, okay, here we are. Here's your airspeed indicator, altimeter, attitude, heading indicator, VSI, turn coordinator, and there you are in your very first lesson just trying to absorb all this. And turns out you're going to maybe get about a quarter of everything that he's spitting out at you that day. Again, that's why if you just at least familiarize yourself with what you're looking at, it'll go a long, long way. To build on top of that, just do a little bit of general reading of what you're also looking at in the airplane. Basic reading of the instruments. Guaranteed on that first day, like I said, your instructor will start using terms you're not going to be familiar with like the airplane instrumentation, what you're looking for on all your gauges, maybe different RPM settings. It's not a bad idea to, again, familiarize yourself with just the basics of what the airplane looks like, what you're looking at, and how it all works as a whole. Now, here we are. We are on tip number seven. A few terms that day that you're going to hear, especially once now that you're in the airplane, are going to sound a little foreign. Maybe like a different language, but I can guarantee you, hopefully it's not a different language. Because the national language of aviation is English. But it's not a bad idea to go ahead and start reviewing some of the phonetic alphabet. What is the phonetic alphabet? I'm sure many of you guys have heard it, but the phonetic alphabet are when you hear terms like Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo. The phonetic alphabet is used worldwide in aviation so that no matter what the language or maybe the accent that the other person has, you can understand the same terminology that everybody else does. For example, Alpha Bravo Charlie, Golf, Hotel, India, Juliet, November, Oscar... What you're hearing there are these terms given to each letter, but what you're doing there is not really focusing on the actual word itself, but instead on the very first letter of that word. The very first letter of that word is telling you exactly what you're looking for there. Like golf for G, hotel for H, kilo for K and so on. So just having a rough idea of how each and every one of these sounds like will help you a lot that day in the aircraft. Because as ATC starts talking, it's going to sound like a different language altogether. And it won't be. It's going to be English. Of course, the instructor will be the one taking the radios that day, but to them, it's second nature. They've been doing it for hundreds of hours now. They know how to communicate effectively. Your goal that day is just to soak in as much as you can. Try to take all the notes and then save them for your debrief. Because that would be the time to do the best learning. Is Once the lesson is done, you sit down and you just start asking them all the questions that you had that you saw throughout the lesson. Because at that exact moment in that airplane when there's a hundred other things going on, probably won't be the best to soak it all in. All right, that leads us to number nine. The real learning and the time that you soak in all the information, it starts on the ground. 
That is what ground school is for. If you have access to your ground school before you start your first lesson, definitely go through the first couple of chapters at least. Same thing with all the books. Go through the first couple of books. Now, you're not going to be able to retain all that information right away. And it'll make a lot more sense once it's applied to you in the airplane. But just having a general idea, just glossing over the pages, will even help. Because you'll see that you're going to have to go back and reread a lot of the information. And that's okay, but that's how you learn when it comes to aviation. So, the fundamentals start on the ground, in ground school, in the briefing room. And then you take all that information and you apply it in the airplane. So think of it as the airplane's going to be the lab, the laboratory, right? You apply it there. That is not the time to learn and soak up these new terms, terminology, and concepts. You do that on the ground. So have a good understanding of that on the ground before you jump into the airplane. That goes for any lesson, not just the very first one. The very first one's going to be a little different, though. Because since you're so new, maybe you don't know what to prepare for. Maybe you don't know what you're looking for just yet, but that's okay. And finally, this is one that I see get overlooked time and time and time again. When most people jump inside that airplane, they put themselves under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And then they forget the most important rule of aviation. Having fun. They put so much pressure on themselves thinking that everything needs to be perfect, they forget to have fun. I've definitely taught a couple guys like that where we got to the point in a couple lessons where they become very stagnant. And you could tell that their progression slowed down or if not, it stopped altogether. And this was very sad to see because you would take the guy sit him down, and just start asking him, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Because as a flight instructor, you don't realize that when people show up to the airplane, are they in the right state of mind? They could tell you one thing, but in reality, they could have a whole set of personal problems going on that you're not aware of. And again, you're the flight instructor, so why does it matter to you? It matters in two aspects. First, if he's not in the right state of mind to do his learning, you're not going to be able to be effective in your job and teaching. And then second is the safety of the flight. Don't try to force something that shouldn't be there. That's why I can't stress enough. Have fun when you're out there in the airplane. For whatever reason, if it stops becoming fun and it's just not enjoyable to you, take a step back Reevaluate what you're doing, talk to your instructor, and figure it out. Remember, it will be information overload, but that's okay. That's how it happens. That's how you learn. <laughs> Trial by fire. No, 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 no. Your instructor will be there as a safety net, helping you out throughout the whole way. Thank you guys for listening today. Your support really means everything. That is the reason why I continue to put out content every week. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, please send me an email at thepilotlightpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. I'll talk to you guys on the next one.